Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. And uh, we are simulcasting today in Columbus, Ohio, Tampa, Florida, and Washington, D.C. So wherever you are listening, welcome. And we've spent a good portion of the time today sharing Christmas memories. I'd love to hear yours. And yeah, we've got uh, 25 minutes left. If you uh, call now, try to try my best to get you in. 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. All right, I'm going to dabble a little bit in the controversial And I don't dabble in the controversial in order to be controversial. I never do that. But I don't avoid controversy either if I think it's something that we need to be thinking about, talking about. And this is one of those topics, and maybe many of you will disagree with me. Don't know, but there is that possibility. And if you disagree... Here's what I ask. Just think. Just think. All right? Don't just write me off. Think. Um, Here is a a story about something that, that concerns me a lot. Life Church, and many of you have heard of Life Church, they've done many wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, They have a Bible app that has been used by millions of people. Uh, So I'm I'm not knocking Life Church at all. But I'm concerned about something that they're beginning. Let me just read part of the uh, news story to you, and then I'll share my concerns. Here's the headline. Life Church launches virtual reality church campus. Life Church recently announced that it will be adding virtual reality church services to its lineup of satellite locations. We advertise ourselves as one church in multiple locations, now including hashtag metaverse in uh, alts. I I can't even pronounce that. Uh, Celebrating those who attended and the two people who decided to follow Jesus. Okay, Okay, wonderful. Last Sunday... Life Church hosted its second virtual reality service, which saw over 200 people in attendance from around the world. Quote, With recent emphasis on the metaverse, organizations around the globe are taking a closer look at how to leverage virtual reality, including the local church. Life Church has 36 campuses across a dozen states, In 2007, the church dove into virtual reality after launching the ministry Second Life, where, and I'm quoting, where people can interact with one another through avatars. Quote, while critics might question if real connections can be made in the metaverse, Life Church has seen countless lives change through relationships in digital spaces over the years. People are often more willing to let their guard down and have deep, meaningful conversations with when interactions can be 
anonymous instead of face-to-face. All right. Let me just hit it head-on and then tell you why. This really troubles me. When COVID hit, many, 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 if not most churches, shut down. Couldn't meet in person. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know about COVID. We were told you can't get together because if we get together and worship, we're all going to die. And so most churches didn't meet together, and most churches went virtual or drive-in. But a lot of churches began streaming their services because it was the only way for the congregation to get together. In other words, it was a necessity, not a convenience. I have no problem with that. If a virtual church a video church, an online church is a necessity. I don't have any problem with that. But if it's a convenience, I got a real problem with that, just personally. Because I don't believe there is any such thing as a real virtual church. And here's why. Where is the personal accountability with one another? Where is the koinonia, which is the Greek word that's thrown around for church all the time? But it means a group gathering together, fellowshipping with each other, face to face. Scripture says that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We're not to forsake that. Because that personal interaction, not anonymous. I know that it's easier to be anonymous. But that's not the biblical pattern. That is not the biblical pattern. If you look at what a local church is supposed to be, it can't be virtual. Now again, let me, let me very quickly add, If someone is a shut-in, they cannot get out, and the only way they can worship is virtually on their computer, their phone, or whatever. Well, praise God for that streaming. Praise God for that virtual aspect. But that's a necessity. What we're seeing happen across the country, people got accustomed to just sitting home for church. I, I don't I don't have to get dressed up, don't have to take a shower, don't have to shave, don't even have to brush my teeth, just roll out of bed. I don't even have to roll out of bed. I can just get my laptop computer, put it on my lap, and lay here in bed, and I can worship. It is so convenient. You can even wear your fuzzy slippers. And so many people thought, well, oh, this is cool. I don't have to put up with all those people down at the church. And by the way, there are some weird, strange people in churches. But that's part of the body of Christ. Learning how to deal with those weird, strange people, that is part of discipleship. It's part of being a follower of Christ. But many churches have thought, well, it was a whole lot easier doing this thing virtual 
And and by the way, by by the way, not only did people sitting in their homes go, I don't have to put up with all those weird, strange people that I used to sit next to in church. A lot of pastors thought, I don't have to put up with those weird, strange people that used to come and hear me preach. You know, the people who complain when they go out the door because the sermon was too long or they want to correct my theology. I don't have to put up with that anymore because they're watching on their computer. This is great. Just because you can do it does not mean you should. Folks, I am all for using new technology. I am all for it. As long as it does not detract from the biblical pattern of what a church is supposed to be. Hey, listen, one part of a local church is supposed to be church discipline. Am I right? Hello? Am am I right? Uh, Yeah. We hardly ever see it anymore. But if you read your New Testament, church discipline, how do you do that when your church is virtual? How do you interact with your pastor or the church leadership? um, I'm just very troubled by this. And it's going to become more and more and more popular unless we put the brakes on and say, wait a minute, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Does this fit into a biblical pattern? In my humble opinion, I don't think it does. Necessity, yes. Convenience, no. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Concerning my uh, last segment about the uh, virtual church thing, if you don't agree, that's fine. But all I ask, think about it. Pray about it and look at things from a biblical point of view. If you do that and then you still disagree with me, fine. That's 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 fine. And may I again summarize, we're going to see more and more of the virtual church because it's convenient. It's easy. You don't have to put up with a lot of that stuff that you have to put up with at church. And not just having to get up and get ready and get dressed and, you know, go out. I'm talking about interacting with other people. We are becoming more and more and more anonymous and more and more impersonal. And you know as well as I do, people get themselves in such trouble on social media. They put things, they say things, they write things, they post things they would never say or do to someone's face because they don't have to look at them in the eye. And then after they post it and they've hurt somebody's feelings, tick someone off or whatever, then they feel really bad about it. Our culture is becoming more and more anonymous and impersonal. The last place that that should be happening is at church. But we can reach more people. Okay. 
reach them and tell them to get to church. <laughs> and, and, I, and I honestly don't think this is the fuddy-duddy in me coming out. I think it's just a bad direction that we're heading. And I think if we continue, we're going to be sorry. Just because it's easy is not always best. And and again, pardon me for the repetition, but just because we can does not mean we we should. There's something vital about getting together. And I'm not real excited about I know I'm not even going to go into that. I've ticked probably ticked enough people off. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Uh, speaking of strange, weird things going on in churches, this is becoming a new trend in the uber liberal left churches. Uh, this is a story about St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Chicago, St. Luke's. Lutheran Church. I assume it's an ELCA church, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. And of course, as most of you know, there is absolutely nothing evangelical about the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. There, There isn't. They have gone so, so far left and have departed so far from biblical truth. Well, recently, I don't think it was this past Sunday, but it was recently, for Sunday morning, They had a children's sermon. Well, a lot of churches do that. I think it's great. All right, we're going to have the children's sermon. You all come up, and all the kids come up, and they gather around, you know, the front of the church, and somebody gives a children's sermon. That's wonderful. Well, at St. Luke's Church in Chicago, the children's sermon was done by the pastor dressed in drag. No, I'm not making it up. Uh, This church considers themselves to be progressive. And uh, the pastor decided to be really cool to dress up in drag and give the children's sermon in drag. The church called the event, quote, a dress rehearsal for joy. Say what? Here's a quote. Today we consider what it might be like to have a dress rehearsal for the kind of joy awaiting us on the other side of Advent. It's been so hard to know what joy will be because it's been so long since some of us have been joyful. It's been a difficult and tiring couple of years. This is what the pastor was telling the the children. And I decided instead of telling you this is how I want you to be joyful— As we prepare for this dress rehearsal, I figured I would put on a dress. This is the male pastor. I figured I would instead put on a dress, as so many who have inspired me have done. I decided to follow their example, showing that liberation from oppressing laws clears a path for joy. But allowing yourself to feel joy can be scary. I wasn't sure how the outside world would handle me when they saw me this morning. Joy is difficult to feel. It's vulnerable. But isn't it so beautiful? Um, and, and the story goes on. 
Uh, this is the kind of bizarre behavior that's happening in the far left. I say this constantly on my program. The progressive left destroys everything it touches, whether it's political or whether it's theological. And I'm very concerned about the progressive left politically. I really am. I am far more concerned about the progressive left theologically. This is what they're teaching our children. This is, this is what they are defining as joy. A man in a dress with heavy, gaudy makeup. Can you imagine the conversations on the way home from church that Sunday morning as children asked their mommies and daddies about what they saw? Wow. Folks, if you're in a good, solid, Bible-believing church, and I hope and pray that you are, thank God for it. Support your church. Support your pastor. And stay committed to truth. Truth is going to become more and more unpopular, folks. Stay committed to truth. All right, our time is gone. Thank you for joining me. I am so honored to have been your host today. And uh, tomorrow is a holiday for our company, so I will not be here live tomorrow. So this is the last opportunity I have to share. Have a blessed Christmas, a wonderful, wonderful, blessed Merry Christmas, and make sure that Christ is the center of your Christmas celebration. Have a great weekend. Have a wonderful Christmas. But please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.